Guys, welcome to the Healthy Six podcast with Travis and Kyle. This is episode 11. On episode 11, we're going to be talking about managing expectations. If your opinions aren't changing over time, are you learning? What we think of National Fitness Day. And we're going to be doing our big release. So this is the one you've been waiting for. We are going to leave the big release till last. So make sure you listen all the way through or you'll miss it. Kyle, how are we doing? Yeah, really good. Um, I was just thinking back to our last stat from last week. We're nearly at that episode 20 or 21, where we'll be in the top 1%. Top 1% of podcasters of all time, mate. And this is yeah. this is what we aim to achieve. But what we're 10 off now, so we're, we're over halfway to the milestone of getting into that bracket. So next 10 episodes will just be little one-minute episodes to get through. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> drip feed the conversation. Um, but this is probably a really good place to start in terms of we keep talking about that podcast stat, and again, a reminder, what was it? If, for every podcast that starts, if you do more than one episode, you're in the top 10%. And then if you make it over 20 episodes, then you're technically in, in that top 10%. When you started this podcast, or when we started this podcast, did you ever expect to make it to that that percentile? Even though it's by default, did you expect to be in that percentile of podcasts? No, not at all. And it's actually relevant it's the same with fat loss and any program you do. Most people do something because it's that shiny object syndrome and they do it for a couple of weeks, lose interest and, and then stop. But we've, we've consistently put in our diary every week. We penciled in a Wednesday, we record it, we get it done regardless. It's non-negotiable. Um, And I think I I actually quite enjoy it. I enjoy having a a discussion about different topics um, and I'm getting lots of positive feedback from other people about it as well. So, um, yeah, thank you for being the host. We're just discussing before we come on. I am the Stephen Mulhern of this duo now. I just, just do the introductions, but it made me think when you was talking about that stat again, like if I'd have said to you at the start, when you initially, when we brought this idea to the table and we were going to do a podcast, if I'd have initially said to you, I want to be in the top 1% of podcasters, Again, even if by default, that would have probably been a bit of a warning sign, right? Like realism and stuff. And it comes down to expectations, doesn't it? If we'd have said and we'd have gone out to say we're going to be in that position, potentially those expectations would have been too daunting and we'd we'd never have achieved. So just by managing the expectations of knowing that we were going to just set up a podcast and we were going to use it to enlighten people and try and educate people, by not placing too much pressure on ourselves, we manage our expectations to now be halfway to that milestone. And I thought it was really interesting because I've been speaking to clients. We always say this, you will speak to clients and we're always talking about expectations or the expectations of doing something or the expectations of achieving something. Um, and just managing those is so important, isn't it? That potentially if we'd have focused on it, we might not have achieved this. But because we focused on the action, the weekly action of recording a podcast and getting it out, we're now in a position to to get to that point. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're hitting that on the head there. A lot of people focus on outcome-based thinking. So they're constantly thinking, oh, I've not lost the 10 kilos I want to lose today, blah, blah, blah. And they keep thinking that rather than thinking the process-based thinking, which is what do I need to do every day consistently to get there, which is essentially what we've done but just made it more interesting and, and obviously we penciled it in set our time we've been strict with our diaries obviously it's quite hard for us both to to find time together so mm. um and we've we've put it in as a non-negotiable and managed to record it and now look at us we're going to be the number one podcast in the world oh so now manage expectations Kyle come on <laughs> hey I think we've got a long way to go to beat Joe Rogan but I reckon if we keep pushing we might just get there one day 
And um, we got smoke weed on it or something like that. Didn't he do a podcast where he smoked weed with Elon Musk? Mate, just come round here. You'll get the fire <laughs> from next door. You won't need weed, I'm telling you, mate, because I'm smoked out as it is. Um, but it's interesting because we talk about fat loss, and this will tie into what we release later about those expectations. And like you say, outcome-based thinking is so... Well, for, it depends on who we are as individuals, and we always come back to that, but I'm an outcome-based thinker on, on the things that I know I can achieve. So I know that when I'm looking to lose fat, I'm going to be really aggressive for six weeks or eight weeks. And I know I'm going to lose the fat. I know I'm going to lose six to eight kilos because it's something that I'm good enough at to put aside the emotion and focus on the variables and just basically say no to everyone that's going to try and stand in my way. Um, Say no to anyone or anything that's going to cause me issues um, and stuff like that. So it's like that outcome based thinking can be beneficial if you're in an, if, it's an objective-based process, but we know yeah. lots of people fat loss isn't. So managing expectations, I'll give you an example. I've got a client that I think, I think we spoke about last week, actually, about the whole not going to the gym. Did we talk about that last week? We said we signed her up and I was like, oh, yeah, we're not training. Yeah, yeah, about the Was it about the sleep and stuff like that? Sleep. Was and it that one? And yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. a recap for anyone that didn't listen. This client has come to me um, very overwhelmed, very stressful, lack of sleep, low energy, poor management of food, poor work-life balance. Um, and she was paying a PT and she was just doing one session a week, one hour a week. So band-aid over a bullet hole sort of thing. Um, so I spoke to her today. So we're now one week into the process, just one week. And she said to me on the call, so we jumped on a call like this um, and she said, I'm so glad I woke up and I'd gotten a scale. She goes on holiday tomorrow and I'd lost four pounds in my first week. So it's amazing. Yeah. And I went, but you know, that's just weight and not fat, right? And she was like, what? I'm like, well, you didn't lose four pounds of fat because that would be a 14,000 calorie deficit. So that's a 2,000 calorie deficit a day. I'm like, it's your first week and it's not going to happen every week. So the first thing I did was set about managing expectations because I know that in the past, she's done normal diet, slimming world, weight watchers, PTs, whatever it is. Um, that she she expects those losses and the first thing I've do is flattened it I've gone no yep. and then we've explained why we weigh daily for education because she says she's a bit obsessive with weight so we, we spoke about why that would be an important step for her and then told her that we focus on the averages over the week but we use the daily weight to pick up on trends to pick up on reactions to educate about food or lifestyle or you know, what did this day look like and how does that affect that? So the first thing I did, some people would say is negative, but actually all I did was slap her expectations and go, no, yeah, not for week. It's not a thing. Yeah. And I think the reason we wanted to talk about this is because it's almost like optimism is a killer. If you expect to lose four pounds a week for eight weeks and lose <laughs> nearly two stone, was it? Yeah. 14 pounds, 20, over two and, yeah, 28. Yeah, yeah. Well, two and a quarter stone consistently without any issues, then you're very, very much mistaken. And we wanted to sort of, again, with what we release and what we talk about, six pounds is a huge weight loss in six weeks. It's only this social media, this fasting, this fad diet that that's led us to believe anything. I've been dieting for three weeks and I've lost five kilos. That's a massive amount. Two and a half of them are in the first week. Because I was dropping carbs, I was dropping, or not carbs themselves, glycogen. dropping water weight, glycogen. I was dropping 
all the bloating that I was carrying from a poor three days diet before starting because we, we for some reason like binge before we get into a process. So I lost two and a half kilos, three and a half kilos in like a week. And now I'm only down at five after another two weeks. So if my expectations had been that I'd have done that every week, I'd have given up by now. I'd have sacked it off and had a dominoes. This is um, something I spoke to, funny enough, this was strange, these conversations. I had a client in this morning who I trained for a consistent past four months. He's done really well. And his wife has got into the process of it. Not with me. She's joined a slimming club, right? And he said to me this morning, he said, oh, she's lost seven pounds in two weeks. And I immediately said exactly what you've just said there is I said, that's good. But what happens next week when she only loses half a pound or one pound? What's her reaction going to be to that third, fourth, fifth, sixth week where it's not as aggressive? That's what really matters. Or, or um, doesn't manage the day before quite so well. So for whatever reason, yeah. it's two pounds. And it goes up. She's got yeah. no idea about what's actually happened in the week. And that's what the Slim World Clubs don't do is they don't they're not coaching you they're not guiding you through the process it's it's just purely based on that number when you stand in front of the people on that scale and it's you're either going to feel with excitement that it's kind of gone down or if it's gone up they're not going to tell you why or educate you on why it's going to be like you're going to feel really bad about it um so that's where the education that's where coaches this is what travis and i do this is why we educate people on scale weight because if you get emotionally attached to that number you're going to have a rough ride through life because it is going to fluctuate so much. Mm. Um, and it's not telling you, like, it's literally like, we go back to that first ever uh, podcast we did. It's literally, it's a, it's the measurement between you and the earth. That's all it is. It's how much you weigh in relation yeah. to the floor, nothing else. And I think it's really important to address that. And, and I think sometimes it, PTs that talk about this or people that talk about this, they're probably quite often classed as negative or like demotivational. But like, if you, it's how we word it, you know, like when you work, if you work for a corporate company or something and you go into your performance review and you get points to improve or something, it's not demotivational. It's not negative. Just got to understand how you can do better because we can all do better. And it's the same in the gym. I have a client again. Um, she, she actually mentioned to me how much stronger she was feeling, like how she was managing her push-ups easier and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like it's because she has this inner competitive nature that I can see. Like we we called it out on the first week. She's very competitive. And each week, because she now tracks her lifting, because she's training, not exercising. Going back to another episode. She's like, she said like how impressed it was that she kept getting stronger and stronger and stuff like that. But I had to, again, we had to stop and, and educate and be like, well, okay, this is good it's because you're competitive. It's because even though sometimes you don't feel as good, you're pushing because you've got that knowledge, but it's not going to last forever. You don't go up on every lift every week forever. If you did, you'd need a new gym every week. Like you wouldn't be out. You'd need dip gyms with a hundred kilo dumbbells. All the women in the world would be bulky. And I wouldn't, you know, I'd need disabled doors because I'd be so large. That I wouldn't be able to get through. Like it doesn't work like that. But again, that's not negative. That's not saying that we shouldn't be doing it. Right. It's about saying, look, Whilst we get going, it's good. The start of a transformation, if we're really adherent, training, nutrition, movement, the shit's amazing. Like, it's like, it's a drug. It's exciting. It's engaging. You're motivated. You're consistent. You never miss a beat because everything feels good. And then one day, you, like, hit a wall. But because you have to manage those expectations, like, particularly with females and, like, the menstrual cycle, when they come into menses or the late luteal phase, the the week or the four to five days before you come on to menses, 
that shit gets really hard. And if you've started your journey the day after your, your period, and then you have three and a half weeks of feeling amazing, and then that hits you and you haven't been warned, your motivation is going to be through the floor. I um, I use this terminology with clients. When, it, when they come on board, I always say the first two weeks is brilliant, but where the result happens and where the the result that you want happens or wherever the goal is, is normally in the, what I call the trenches. So week two to six to eight, mm. where you just literally have to get in and get the work done. And it's not about looking at the measurements and stuff like that can, all the time. It's about going, right, am I ticking things that are going to get me there? And this is a common thing in our society now where everyone wants to be successful in whatever they want to choose. A lot of people want to be millionaires, stuff like that in business, but no one seems to want to work and put in the effort that takes them there. And unfortunately, it is hard work most of the time, but it's thoroughly rewarding at the end of it. And when you get there, when you're at that peak and you feel absolutely amazing, you feel the fittest you've ever felt, you get into those genes you've always wanted to get into, that's so worth it in the end. Mm. I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be play devil's advocate. You said, you said week one to two is great. And what two to two to six or eight is, is the trenches. So we yeah. So I would argue that and say, if we have a time-based journey, not necessarily saying you're wrong at all, but in terms of how we frame it and mindset it for me, and this is just two different coaches with two different approaches in some areas. If let's say we're doing an eight-week transformation, I'm like, yeah, two weeks, you're going to be great. But, you know... Week three, four. Three, three four, five are going to be shit. And they're like, what? Like, three, four, five, yeah, because you're so far away from your goal. And... I suppose this is my mindset. So this is the way we... Yeah, so it's up. more the word, and I don't say it's shit. I, I use good, oh, I good phraseology. Oh, I so I, yeah, I, w- I watch that side of it. I, I just I just manage the expectation of it's going to be a bit more hard work than they expect. But if you've got a goal um, in eight weeks, so my point yeah. is, so let's say, I'll say three, four, five is shit, because I do. I'm, I'm all right with that. We talk to clients like that, like we reality. But if they're on an eight-week time frame, six, seven, eight, if you've stuck to one, two, three, four, five, often for me, they're not the trenches. You're out of the trenches. And I, and I yeah. tell you why the mindset for me is that I'm like, once you get over the hump, over 50%, 60%, 70%, and you're going to go through that shit. As soon as you get closer to your goal, your, your mind will naturally realign with the end. I'm so close. I've done five weeks. I've lost eight pounds. We talk fat loss just for reference. It doesn't have to be that. Um, I've lost eight pounds. I'm trimmer. I'm fitting into my jeans. I'm only three weeks away from shoot. I'm only three weeks away from holiday. I must keep going. Week six and seven normally come easy. Managing yeah, the agreed. expectations at eight is where it becomes that fine tune. So, but again, that's mindset, right? That's managing expectations. Like for me, I'm all about getting up the slope. And my friends hate me. So I don't know if you remember a couple, I don't know, like last year now, coming up to a year ago, me and my friends run the Budapest Marathon. We didn't train. I don't know why we thought we could do it without training because we'd, we'd done one earlier in the year with about six weeks of training and thought we'd be pro runners. And um, this is just open thought process. This is open discussion. I remember it clear as day. I took a video. So we got to 13 miles. We were struggling. So we'd done half a marathon without training at this point. And I turned around to the lads. I went, it's all right, boys. We've got we're only half left. They looked at me like I was about to get taken out, mate. I thought I was about to get rugby tackled to the floor. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I'm over the hump. I'm over 50%. If I can do 50%, I can do 100%. So trying to frame that mindset or manage expectations 
individually, some of you will listen to me thinking I'm an absolute idiot for that. And some of you will be like, yeah, I'll do that. Or that's a good way of looking at it. It's how we frame it. Like that's, that's the idea of expectations, isn't it? Like just talking clients through or talking yourself. Cause remember you're probably not PTs listening to this. And if you are, owe us some money or summit, we'll get a GoFundMe. Um, but actually like how you see it and how you want to see, is basically how you want to see it. Because at that same time, I've looked over to my two friends like, oh my God, we've only done halfway. So that's just a thought, like an open thought process. There's no right or wrong here. I say something to my clients all the time, just to, if we're doing a particularly tough session, just to wind them up. I'm like, do you want the good news or the bad news? They're like, I'll have the bad news. I'm like, you, you, you're own, you've got half left. And then I say, what's the good news? I was like, you've done half. So it's kind of which one you buy into, right? Yeah, yeah, massively. So with the uh, trenches stuff, I, it, obviously the time scale of it is it's more so the psychological meaning for the process, i.e. stop looking. It's, it, or the way I use it is for that outcome-based process-based thought process. So yeah, the first couple of weeks is going to be good when it becomes initial weight loss, obviously glycogen, water, stuff like that, everything's coming off. But there's a period of time and I'd put a quote on it earlier, but it's never normally the same for anyone where you are going to have to just crack on with doing the work without really seeing much result from it um, in terms of the changes because of the starting position for most people. Um, so that's the way I frame it. But yeah, agreed with, with what you were saying uh, towards the, the end stages, you're, you're in the mojo, you, especially when the result is coming um, and the measurements are down, body fat's down, you're feeling even better more efficient uh, especially from an energy standpoint so yeah I, uh, yeah i get the uh, the devil's advocate side of it but i just thought i'd explain that oh uh, that's cool and I, I just saw something on my computer actually it took me as well i use this over the year as well like we're coming to that stage which we're going to smash out the part this year but we're coming to that stage of the, of the year where people start slowing down on their fitness goals like christmas is coming december's coming it's a bit tougher so they're going to wait till January. I mean, if you start your journey in October, you've got two, what, three months before the end of the year. So you've still got month 10, 11 and 12, 12 weeks. You could lose 12 kilos. You could lose 12 pounds. You could get all your lifts up by 15 kilos over the year. Like there's so much you can achieve in those months, but people start working back. Like they think, oh, December's coming. November's cold and miserable. Obviously, we've got this year's energy crisis and stuff like that and all the bad shit that's going on in the world and that like and people start to slow down into the end of the year. Like they've probably not got a summer holiday left. Everyone else is finishing them up now. And I put a video out last year and it'll be very similar this year of attack Christmas, attack the end of the year, turn up to the end of the year doing everything you can so that January is a lot easier because January is one of the longest months. It's one of the most miserable months. We're all poor. We're all, yeah, everyone hates it. We're all poor. We're all back. It's still dark. It's still winter. It's still cold, you know, all these things. And we're like, but because it's so hard because you quite literally switched off for three months before. So not only have you not progressed in those three months, which is fine. You've probably regressed in those three months. Yeah. And you've given yourself an extra two months worth of work to do in one month. And then you wonder why you have to go all in and why it's so hard to stick to. Agreed that, with that last point. And that for me can be really important. So it's the same mindset, right? It's like, well, you're in September and 
you know, you did it last year, you dieted in January, February, March, then you had a little bit of a wobble, then you had summer, so you dieted a little bit more and you got lean, then you went on holiday and on a little bit fat, and now you're kind of mellow at the moment, the kids are back at school, it's coming to Christmas, and all of a sudden, you're kind of a little bit unsure of where you want to go, so you're triggered now, like, in terms of what you're going to do, do you slow down or do you speed up? Always speed up, make your life easy. Um, and I'd say this probably takes us to what one of the key things we're going to talk about today, isn't it? It's like we said about if you're, or Kyle posed this question to me, really, if your opinions aren't changing over time, are you learning? Um, or if your opinions aren't challenged was another way of putting it, are you learning? Well, we do that all the time. So if you're not, if you're not listening to the, well, if you can't see that, you're not listening to this podcast, Kyle just listed an opinion. The first thing I did was challenge it. So I'm not saying he's wrong because it's an opinion. But the first thing I'm doing is challenging it and we're discussing it. When I bring up an idea about the healthy six or fat loss phase or the way we want to train or when we was doing uh, some exciting project work last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, we were challenging each other's opinion. How do we coach this? What's the point? What, you know, where do we agree? Where do we disagree? And that's how we learn, right? So you obviously, you pose this question to me. So you'll obviously have a much, uh, what, bigger input, I guess. So, let me ask you, if your opinions aren't changing or cha- challenging over time, are you learning? So this for me runs back into science. So I, I heard this quote, like, I think it was during my master's. Um, and it really resonated with me because I thought back to when I first started PTing and the things that I thought then, like at the time, it was all about being hormones in check, carbohydrate cycling, um carbs being bad i didn't really know much about calorie deficit and that sort of thing because i wasn't i wasn't exploring those avenues i was only nine, uh, 18 19 at the time started uni started PTing, um and i was influenced by some of the the leading guys in the industry but that weren't really getting called out on anything no one was challenging them it was just their opinion on what they had read in the literature and reviewed themselves um and it's something that i always try and think about in any context because we're in a we're in a really weird world where especially for marketing's sake people like polarizing opinion because it, it sells right um as we'll talk about in a bit um but it's now become a cult driven thing like especially in the fitness world the keto lovers vegans um the carb cycling kings like you've got to associate with one or the other and then it becomes this thing of, I hate this person because they're vegan or I hate this person because they do keto. It's like, you can have a different opinion with someone and actually get along. Like, I think that's something in our society now people can't fathom. Um, But yes, this this opinions aren't challenging or being changed over time thing is is more about, are you exposing yourself to different views and different uncomfortable situations that actually makes you think about your thought process? Like Travis challenged me on my thought process, that uh, process there can you a back up why you're thinking that way if it's based on someone else's opinion is it just because you've listened to them have you gone and done your research um and this comes back to coaching and fitness and the latest influencer telling you to do 10 star jumps in the front room and you'll get a six pack like do your research um and also when it comes to science don't just read the headline but you need to actually delve into to the actual science behind it and learn to critically analyze these studies as well because although people say science is really good and stuff like that science is also funded by companies and they want to show certain things so just also be aware 
be critical when you're analysing things. And it comes back to that that thing: is your is your opinion being challenged? Um, and not not all the time, but yearly, every three, four, five years, are you looking at different things and going, actually, I am right or I am wrong. I potentially need to change it. I'm not saying your opinions can't be right. If they're being challenged and you can back it up and it's good, that's fine. Keep doing what you're doing. But if if you're in a position where your opinion's being challenged and you can't really justify why and something else is actually a lot more appealing or, or more just, uh, justifiable, then maybe it's time to look at other, other avenues. So that's, that's where that comes from. So it's more of a scientific debate um, that I heard years ago. Um, but what, what are your thoughts? I think, I think it's... You said a key word about being critical. Um, and I don't think you can be critical you don't learn and I think learning and this is where your your statement comes to play about if you aren't if your opinions aren't challenged or changing over time are you learning if you're being critical of something ask questions we live in a world where everyone's very to the point very snappy you know someone will tell me something this this happens to me all the time it happens in relationships it happens with family it happens with friendships where I ask a question and it's taken as an attack. Like, no, no, I'm just asking for your rationale. I'm asking for your opinion. If I'm telling you not to eat carbs, don't attack me. Ask me why. Because yes. I don't believe in just giving generic diets. So if I'm no. advising you to eat less carbohydrates, you need to understand why. If someone asks me to do something that I don't agree with, I'm going to ask why that's the only way we're going to learn. Right. So I was asking one of my clients who's prepping for a photo shoot. I'm like, look, in about a month's time, you're going to have to stop running. She's a keen runner. Why? Great. Love it. Now I'm going to tell you why not stop running. We just need you to reduce because you're currently running five and a half hours a week. You're running 60 miles a week. Like we're not going to be able to manage that. We're not going to be able to manage your recoverable load. We're not going to be able to manage your stress. And therefore, we're going to get inflammation and your joints are going to hurt because you're on less calories. And A, B, C, D, E, F, that is why. Don't be attacked. So when you're trying to understand something or if you're signing up with a PT who tells you to do something that you're not used to, track your weight every day, challenge. And then we'll learn. And you'll learn and we can educate. So I think that's my point is if you're going to be critical, yeah. critical thinking, critical analysis, educate yourself. Now, remember, if you ask me or if I tell you to do something, you ask me why. And you don't like my explanation, that's that's OK. Go and educate elsewhere. Go and go and do your own research, research from someone else. That's not a problem. If I am yeah. come back with that data, present that data. But like, I suppose for me, my point is, is my opinions have changed over time. When I first started PT and I PT'd in a, not a studio, but like a, well, a warehouse, really, there was no machines. There, like there was no weight machines. It was free weights. There was dumbbells, kettlebells, squat racks, barbells, Bulgarian bags, uh, soft boxes, plyo boxes, boxing bags, you know, like almost every piece of equipment you could want in a gym, but there were no machines. So when I first started training, I adapted to my environment and I was teaching people to do bent over rows and bench presses and floor presses and shoulder presses and Z presses and all these things. People are like, Oh, there's no machines. I'm like, you don't need machines. I need machines. 
these people have never trained before. I educate myself. I understand about internal, external stability. I understand about accessibility for obesity or accessibility for older generation or joint problems. And very quickly, I understand mm, some of my clients do need machines. And I just had gone. So at that point, no one was challenging my belief because everyone else that PT'd in the facility also didn't have access to machines. So only when I went to a different environment, someone, you don't have machines. What? I was like, I don't need machines. Someone challenged me. Someone challenged my thought process. And I went, oh, okay. So that was kind of the first experience for me. Like, but I could have been like, initially I was like, well, of course I don't need machines. I'm teaching properly. I know how to teach form. I'm a good PT. If I'd have said why, potentially I would have found out sooner rather than later into why that would have been relevant to my existing clients. Do you know what's interesting there? What's that? Is we both went through the same process as coaches at the start, right? We both went and learned more and analysed and changed over time. And some of the coaches that when I first started seven years ago, still not change their process, the way they do things at all, still doing the same programming. And they wonder why the results aren't better. Yeah. It, it comes down to that thing of like, Travis and I will always put ourselves in uncomfortable situations to get better. And it's only through those uncomfortable situations where you actually learn, you learn, you put yourself, like we've gone to courses where we've been in rooms with coaches who know more than us. And we've been asked questions, you put on the spot, you're like, uh, yeah, and you're stumbling. Those situations help you become better. They, they give us this, uh, this podcast. Like I wouldn't have never have done this two, three years ago. No. Um, I wouldn't have been talking on a podcast and giving my opinion. I was scared of telling anyone my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I think it, I hope I hope people take from that statement just that. Are you challenging yourself? Like, are you just going through life, the same thing all the time? Or are you actually pushing yourself in the gym? Are you pushing yourself in your education on nutrition, training, movement, what you're doing day to day? And are you actually getting yourself towards the goal? Because if not, we might have something for you. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, and that's really important, like, in terms of development. And I think the key is about, like you said, there is about coaches that you coached with before. And I remember, I remember I coached with three coaches were in the same gym, technically four, but three coaches in the same first gym as I went to. And in my eyes, initially, when I first went through my qualification, I started PT in, you know, these guys were like godly because they were PTs. They're full-time, mate. Like, what? Like, they're made. Yeah. They are full-time personal trainers. I'm in an office. I'm working part-time. Like, these guys are it. But little did I realise at the time that the only qualification that I had, I shared with them, they they had also, of a PT qualification that's worth about 50 quid deep down. Um, Like, that's the sort of thing, like... And I think for me, it's then trying to develop. And like you say, I've spent so much more money on education than I ever did on being a PT. My PT, sure. my PT course, right? This I hope this don't lose business. Like I just said, I spent more on further education. My PT course cost me 400 quid. And on that 400 quid, I did it all online. And two of the exams I passed, I passed on shift. It's crazy. Not to know or mention that it was all done online, which meant if I wanted to, I could have sat on my phone and searched the answers for the nutrition exam and the anatomy exam. Then I did my assessment via video that because I'm good with media, I could have very easily just cropped. 
and made sure I'd got it perfect each time. I didn't, and I didn't cheat because I didn't need to. But that's like, if I'd have just stuck with what I learned there and I didn't get my learning challenged or my opinions challenged, I'd never get results. Like, <laughs> it's about that further education. But I think the important, this is not just talking about us. This is talking about you guys. Like, the guys here listening now, you've learned very, very warped perceptions and expectations of fat loss. Warped. Four pounds in a week, five pounds in a week. Get on the shakes and you'll be done in three weeks. Like, you think that's fat loss and it's not. It's weight loss. But you've never been educated otherwise. So we are trying to get you to understand how us challenging our learning, you need to do the same to get that development. And that's that's what we're trying to get out of it. Not just waffling on about PTs or how good we are because we challenge each other's learning. It's about educating you to go, you do need to keep pushing that because otherwise your your education is warped. Like it will be challenged. It will be pressed. Like before everyone thought keto, no carbs was the way to go. Now it's like, oh, fucking hell. If you like keep carbs, you want to eat carbs. It was always calorie deficit only. Like, and it it's still only calorie deficit but actually there's more to it in terms of managing the diet, managing the nutrition. Yeah. The factors that influence it. Yeah. And it's the psychology that we're talking about. So that's kind of the point of this. It's not just to talk about us. It's not just to say, Oh, we challenge our learning. So we're better. You also need to challenge your learning because then your opinions will change. You'll learn more and you'll be able to execute more. And then one day you won't need to pay anyone to do it. And you'll get the results. And that's, that's ultimately what everyone wants, right? Yeah, correct. That's why people listen to this podcast. They want better results. Like, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if, if you weren't looking for more and you weren't looking to better yourself. Um, and th- like Travis said, this wasn't a podcast based on us saying how good we are. This is us being vulnerable, really, and saying we've been in situations where we haven't felt comfortable at all and we've overcome, adapted, and all that stuff. And we've put our both put our brains together to build this and create something that we're both very proud of. And I think is if I wish it was there when I was first starting out, um, because it's, it's very, very good. Mm. And I think we could probably talk about it, but in terms of, you know, our opinions have changed, we've learned more, we've got better, you know, and like you just said there, we, that's now put us on a position to build this. So I think that takes us to, what we've been really excited building up to, we've put so much work into this, like the podcast started about six weeks after we started planning for this. So it didn't start straight away. So we're on episode 11. So that's 11 weeks. So we're about 18 weeks of planning here um, and we've not released it. So we're going to release our, our next step that we've been teasing for some time. So there's many people right now in our Facebook group that are currently going through an accountability challenge. They will all check in for their third week third week will be done tomorrow and we will be replying on friday so these people have all cashed in on free stuff and what we've seen is we've seen five six pounds of weight loss we've seen people finally committing to steps we've seen results we've seen people's confidence energy opinions coming in um and just loads of really good stuff and we wanted to put into that everything that we could but in the nature of the business there was still stuff held back because it's free right and what we pay for really is our, when we pay in fitness, we pay for education and time. So the qualifications and the time that it takes to put into it. 
So we're now going to take it one step beyond. So we've been educating people about the healthy six and we are still to go through the healthy six and we are releasing a fat loss phase. Now this is a designed designated six week period where we're going to take as many people through one of the best fat loss phases they've ever been to. Now notice we say fat loss phase, not weight loss, six pounds in a week and then stagnate for one or for the rest of the week using the tools that we provided and more on the healthy on the accountability challenge we are going to run through a number of things with each client so you're going to have more of our invested time you are going to have check-in processes but with more detail and more level you are actually going to receive training programs which we didn't do so training programs built around the individual so that means when i say based around the individual we're not going to lie we're not saying that they're designed specifically around every single aspect of your life but we have built a number of templates that we can tailor very quickly for you to get the best results in your training, not exercise. We will be doing nutrition where we will work out your calories. We will provide nutrition guides for you to eat towards those. We will provide habits such as steps and water. So this six week program that is starting, which I'll let Carl do because he's much better at this stuff, but this is a proper fat loss phase. This is a proper six week journey that is designed to take you through that process, educate you through that process and bring you the results that you've been listening to us for 11 weeks for. Yeah, so it starts on Monday the 3rd of October. So two days after my birthday. So get involved, could be the best birthday present ever. Um, I think it finishes on, so it's 3rd of October until the 7th of November, I believe. I think that's the six-week time frame. Um, And like Travis said, we're going to, basically give you our coaching services do what we do best um and deliver the results um i I can't wait like what we've put together like travis said we've been working on this for like four months and every wednesday friday we've been having calls designing everything that goes into it we've been recording exercise databases for it um video tutorials and stuff like that so a lot of blood sweat and tears have gone into it um and it's going to be very very good so you don't want to miss out the where there's going to be a priority list, isn't there, Travis? Yeah, um, new people waiting for that now, so they'll be on the priority list. That's right. So the priority list is going to get announced. Is it Friday? Uh, well, we're going to set this live today, right? Like, so we said we're going to set it live this evening. So everyone that's on the priority list will receive an email. There is going to be a limited amount of people on the uh, first price, wasn't it? So for the first 10 people that join it, the guys on the priority list who will be emailed out today from myself and Kyle will get that very shortly. The first 10 people that join it will get a discount. Everyone that joins it after the price will go up. Okay. So if you're listening to this right now, which you, if you're listening to it on Wednesday, like immediately, then you might not see it. You should have had an email. If you want an email of it, then you need to message one of us directly and we'll send you the link. Otherwise it will be on Instagram, Facebook and in the Facebook group later today. Yeah, and like jump at the opportunity because, like I said, it's it's especially the early, early bird offer. Um, it's a fraction of the price of what we charge for our coaching, and it's going to be very, very good. So, um, I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Um, we're going to build. It's going to follow on. We're going to build a community vibe as well. That's one thing we're we're really fond of. Um, there's going to be lots of education around the healthy six as well, um, and also keeping you accountable towards a fat loss phase um so yeah i'm looking forward to that so 3rd of october is the start date so two weeks a week week so two weeks last monday so we got what 12 days yeah 12 days now 
I'll tell you. So if you're on the early bird price, it's only £10 a week. So that's £60 for the six weeks. I'm not going to tell you how much Kyle charges and I'm not going to tell you how much I charge normally. But when I say it's a fraction of the price, it's embarrassingly low. Like, yeah. And because we're doing it so low, there are genuinely limited places. So there's no way we're going to be taking over 15 clients. Um, and if we get to that number on the, on the first one, then the price over 10, like I say, we will be putting that up. So we're not looking for a huge group, but we are looking for a good group where we're going to build a community again within the community. And we're going to see some amazing results. And that's purely because we don't want to water down the service we provide. So we are going to be providing service. We are going to be educating. We are going to be supporting. So make sure that you are acting quickly. If you're eagle-eyed, I am going to drop the link for this challenge on the description of the podcast. So that puts you on the priority list as well. So if you are listening to this podcast right now, press pause, description, hit the link, sign up. Then I would say carry on pressing play, but we're probably going to be disappearing in about a minute, but keep doing it anyway. Then leave a review on the podcast. And we are going to put it on the Facebook group. So the people already in the Facebook group doing the accountability challenge will get priority. Podcast listeners and anyone that signed up to the email will also get one. So make sure you're doing it. Make sure you're focused on getting stuff done. If you join immediately, we will be notified and we will make sure that you get all the tools you need to make sure you're prepped for that day. So get on it, get early. Um, and the sooner you join, the sooner we can get everything over to you to help you prep for that time. Yeah. And just to finish off, um, obviously Travis and I come up with conversations all the time. If there's ever, any, any ever, is it, if there's ever anything you want us to talk about or topics of conversation you want us to go through, feel free to drop us a message. Um, we'll happily discuss it. Um, and also if you listen to this, share it on your Instagram profile and tag us in it. Um, we'll repost them like we appreciate the support and thank thank you all for listening hopefully um we see you in the healthy six fat loss phase and, and push you into the best condition uh, you can achieve really yeah spot on we'll leave it there guys thanks for listening have a great day uh have a great week and we look forward to seeing you on the healthy six fat loss <laughs>